0: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. Welcome to On Second Thought episode 296 brought to you by hookum.com our really good friends at bud light Cedric golden here with the duck kirk bowls this is a special nfl draft podcast and we have the two most preeminent journalists in our state when it comes to the nfl john mcclain formerly of the houston chronicle now of gallerysports.com, will join us later to talk houston texas but first we got our brother Friend of the podcast, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Cowboys beat writer, and columnist. He's very, very opinionated on Twitter. Always (laughs) in fights. Clarence Hill
1: joins us. Chill, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Appreciate you guys welcoming back. You know, I feel like I'm part of your fraternity anyway. So (laughs) the Austin community, Austin Statesman fraternity. So I'm I'm, I'm somewhat of a (laughs) pseudo-alum.
2: You're darn right. And, and Cedric left out how you were the star receiver for our flag football team back in the day. I wasn't born
0: yet. So, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Kirk was the quarterback. Kirk could throw that ball down. Oh, uh,
2: he was my star target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's dig right in. I mean, you know, Cowboys are drafting late, late, late. I'll be up there with you, uh, tonight, uh, Thursday night. And, uh, I don't know, are you doing one more mock draft? I'm curious how many you've done and where do you got the Cowboys
1: going? I'm doing one more. I've done three. It's, it's, you know, it's tedious. And, you know, like I said, no one really knows what's going on. There's so much volatility in this draft, more so than in past years because you just don't – you don't know. You start at number two. You don't know. know, I know you have, you know, uh, McLean on, but at least we don't know. I know McClain said the Texans know, but no one really knows what the Texans are going to do. They may have known what they're going to do, but no one outside knows what the right. Texans are going to do at number two, whether it's going to be a quarterback, whether it's going to be a defensive player. And that just starts the volatility of what is, is, is going to be a draft uh, that, that that's going to be different. It's going to be kind of mysterious this year in the draft. And, and as far as the Cowboys are concerned, you know, it's hard to target a player when you're 26. Right. You know, you're at the liberty of what people pick in front of you. And again, with so much volatility, no one knows. No one knows who's gonna be there. And so the good news with the Cowboys uh is that they they've covered themselves. They did a good job in freighting and, and it was a move with trades, you know, during the offseason to cover themselves. They improved themselves at receiver, they improved themselves at cornerback, you know, they 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 re, you know, with you know with the trades for Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, you know, and, and they re signed Lake Van Derst to show themselves up. And you know, certainly they tagged. Uh, um, uh, the running back, Tony Pollard. But they did sign Ra- Ronald Jones, you know, after they cut Zeke to give them a, a better option there. So they don't have to force anything, certainly at number 26. They can just take the best available player. And, you know, obviously, being in Austin, if, if that bright and shining star starts to fall. Speak on if, it. If, Speak. If if he falls and these fans <laughs> who think that, you you can't take a great player at a certain level in draft. He falls at the Cowboys, and I'm talking about one, B.J. and Robinson, they will gladly take it. Do you think he's going to fall to
0: 26?
1: I, 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 I don't think he's going to fall. I mean, there, there's so many obvious options. I mean, they're, right now they're talking about Atlanta, which would be perfect with their coach taking him at eight. Certainly, mm-hmm. I think, you know, as he even said on ESPN yesterday, they would love to play with. With uh, the Eagles and, and, right. and Jalen Hurts, and you know, it was it was something that somebody put a stat up yesterday. That was we listening. They said that he averaged ten yards of carry on zone reads, you know, at, at Texas. Now, just imagine him and Jalen Hurts running a zone read in, in <laughs> Philadelphia. You know, and really, all the people really. for all the people that talk about, well, you need a player in the top ten who's going to be a ten-year player, not if your team is ready to win now. And, and your Eagles just went to the Super Bowl. They have a chance. This is their window. They're in the prime. You know, they're contending status. If this guy can put you over the top and, and, and think about a running back, you're going to get him at his best at the beginning. You know, it's not like he has to develop, you know, he's right. going to be at the prime. Of his he's career. ready. He's ready. You know, five, you know, and again, you know, the thing with Bijan is that, there's some people who have him at top three, some people have his best player on the board. There's no question he's a top five talent, regardless oh. of position in the draft. You can't look at him just as a running back, you have to look at him as a weapon, kind of like with Michael Parsons. You know, that was a thought process that you don't draft the inside linebacker in in the top 10, top 12, because the limits of inside linebacker, but Michael Parsons is more just the inside linebacker. Certainly right, he has the you know the pass rush impact that he has. And it's the same thing with with um, well, Bijan, he's not just a running back. He's a receiver. He's a weapon. He's a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. You want to add that to your offense. And if you get five or six years of a scoring machine, why are you worried about 10 years? And, yeah. then, and then that's just, and that's not to say that he can't play 10 years because they're running backs that have done that. But but if you get five or six years of him and you get a chance to win a couple of Super Bowls, that's a great first-round pick you know, certain up Eagles. So you look at those things, you got the Eagles, you know, obviously they're talking about New England, uh, uh, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, all Buffalo. those options set uh, the chargers. I think all yeah. those are options for B. John before he gets to the Cowboys.
2: Yeah. Not a team. He can't help. Uh, I, well, I, I hope he doesn't go to Atlanta. I, I mean, I
0: hope we'll never, he, see, we'll never see him again.
2: But we'll never see him again. And you want him to go to a contending team, you know, like a, like an Eagles, right on the brink of a Super Bowl, came close last year. Buffalo Bills, you know, Chargers could use a use a running back as well. Uh, but Eagles, golly, if they get him with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and and that line, oh my goodness, that that is that the Cowboys' worst nightmare. Yeah, to me that would be a scary that,
1: that would be a scary proposition for the Cowboys. You know, yeah. you know this Eagles team and, and and as well as they have played and have been and as good as they are for the Eagles to get him to go on top of what they've done. To me, that would be a scary proposition for the Cowboys.
2: So they need to trade with Houston. Maybe uh, give Houston, to get Houston's two pick. they could go trade him Brandon
0: Cooks. That would be that'd, – that <laughs> <fun. laughs>
1: A five and a six, huh? You
0: know okay. They him, don't Brandon. want to pick second. No, I don't know. Does anyone – I mean, I guess these these teams that need a quarterback are glad to be up there. Yeah, well, so much talent yeah. in this draft. Does anybody really, really want to pick first, or second? The, the way the salary cap is is controlled.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, well, the salary cap is not an issue because the rookie contracts are all slotted. No, mm-hmm. no, you know, there's just not like it was when you know they got. You know, like during the Vince Young era, it's not that long ago when there was no rookie salary cap, and 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 Sam Bradford, you know, was oh, Sam got paid never never did anything. But I mean, if you get a Troy Aikman at the top of the draft, you know how top probably taking them number one overall. I, I don't have sure. problem picking guys like that, you know, number one overall if, if, if that's your guy. But but you but you, there have been a lot of quarterback busts. But just getting back to the Cowboys, I mean, you know, the Cowboys could go defensive end, they could go tight end, they could go running back, they could go offensive guard. Oh, they could go receiver. You know, they've done their homework on a lot of receivers this draft. They're certainly tight end. They've done a lot of homework. A lot of people are mocking tight ends to them. So the Cowboys are in a in a position where they could take a number of positions, but they're not beholden to take one position because of a, a glaring need. And so, you know, th- they like that option at, at 26. So they're just going to be waiting and playing option quarterback. Certainly, you know, if a guy falls close, they may think about trading up. You know, they could trade back or they could stand pat. Those are all, all on the table for the Cowboys. Is this so, one of the better uh, off
0: seasons, chill, personnel wise? They, they seem like they checked a lot of boxes before the draft.
1: Yeah, this is one of the most aggressive off seasons, you know, and, 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 and you know, in the past, they've done a lot of things, you know, bargain basement shopping and free agency. Uh, but, you know. The, the trades, the trades for Gilmore and, and paying him what they're paying him and a trade for Cooks and paying him for what they're paying him. They, they've been aggressive. The problem with the Cowboys is that, you know, you know, they want to be a draft and developed team, and, and and they don't want to spend money. They haven't really spent a lot of money for AC, you know, uh, since 2012. You know, they they just haven't done that, and they've been shy about spending money for AFC because they think if you got to sign a free agent, you know, something's wrong with us. world's no you you have to supplement your roster. You know, one thing that I think that they haven't done well since Dak Prescott took over was improving this team. You know, they they just ran it back. And you know, you 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 have to do other things that improve the team. 2016 had a great year. They did nothing to add to that team, even though they we all know that Zeke Elliott was going to be suspended. You know, and they did nothing to improve that team. The next year, you know, after failed 2017, they 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 cut Dez Bryant and, and all these receivers, they went with the receiver by committee and they they were awful going into 2018. They didn't improve that team. You know, they signed a lot of bargain baseball receivers and and then had to trade for Amara Cooper midseason because they made a calculated mistake going to the season. But after that, they still did not improve the team in in, in both other positions. And, and one thing that you mm-hmm. learned about the Eagles is that, you know, yes, Jalen Hurts had a great year, but look at the team they improved around him. Look what the aggressiveness they did in free agency and, and the draft and improving that team around him. They went and got a receiver. They got him at the top office line. They got a good defense. Yes, you paid Dak Prescott this money, but no one thought that Dak Prescott was uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, pay, he was paid because that's the going rate you pay quarterbacks. But the idea, the notion that you take talent away from him, expect him to uplift inferior talent, was 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 a huge mistake they made last offseason. Getting rid of Amari Cooper and putting lesser talent around Dak Prescott, yeah, and then yeah. they paid for it. And I think they tacitly admit that yeah. they made a mistake in how they handled that. And they've been very, much more aggressive this year. You know, trying to win this year. Certainly, they went twelve and five. You know, but it's it's about getting over that final hurdle. They have the Super Bowl since... Uh, 1995 was 27 years.
0: Wow. That's just amazing. It? Just you know? A- and they coincided, you know, they hired the beat writer, <laughs> for Worth Star Telegram, <laughs> <laughs> and haven't done ish since. Uh, what do you say? I know who thought
1: it, it is. Man, I, it, it, Long it, suffering it, beat writer. As I'm the jinx, I'm the jinx, I'm the jinx. You know, it's, it, it's me. I think it's bigger than me, though. It's bigger than me. It's a book. I, I look at Jerry Jones has been you know riding shotgun with this this <laughs> era of futility and then and having more of an impact on that. But yeah, that that that's that's on my tombstone. I covered the Cowboys and I got four playoff wins on my ledger. I got the, and how many seasons on the beat? Uh since 1996, 97 oh my God. I got the you know, I got the end of the era. I mean, I got the retirements of Troy Emmett and Michael and you know the to years and the Romo coaster years and the Quincy Carter years and, and out the 27. Dak and Zeke years and the Des Bryant years, but no no playoff glory, no Super Bowl glory, no Vince Young National Championship team like y'all got to cover in 2005, well, which seemed like decades <laughs> ago itself. It was <laughs> you
0: mentioned
2: you mentioned Des Bryant who they traded up to get, right? So you know Jerry's not averse to trading as you know. I mean He'd have to, he might have to get ahead of Philly. Would there be a partner in that top nine, you know, before Philly picks you think that would be workable?
1: I, I, no, I, I just don't think the Cowboys trade in the top ten. They, they have to give up too much. You know, yeah. the Cowboys really? have not traded that high again since 2012, you know, and they, they it, it's been a long time, and, and it, it just hasn't fit. And let's, let's be honest, the Cowboys have hit. Well, in, 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 in the draft, you know, you good. Can a lot been good lately, it, you know, it's, you know, what they've done, but they, they have a good track record in the draft. especially in the first round or some of the guys, you know, the taco chart on the side, but look at some of the other picks and, and, and they've hit well in the draft. So, you know, I trust how they're doing it and, and what they've done. You yeah. know, uh, you know, we, we were having a, a pre-draft meeting with Jared Jones the other day. He was talking about, you know, Stephen was talking about, you they talked about out of Johnny Manziel, you know, and they got Zach Martin. And, you know, so they, they've, they've resisted, you know, the, the wild player, the wild pick and doing something just for excitement and really making some solid selections in the draft. Yeah. Doug,
0: I got I to gotta share this with our listeners. I was at the Johnny Manziel draft in Dallas. Yeah. And um, when, when the Cleveland Browns selected Johnny Manziel at, I believe, number 21, In the draft, I'm in the I'm I'm in the media room, and two of my brothers in the business, Clarence E Hill Jr. and one Calvin Watkins, jumped up and danced together in celebration. (laughs) They wanted no part of the Johnny Manziel show in Dallas. They did not want those three a.m. phone calls. (laughs) They didn't want to be checking the police blotter. That's good they copy. No, they wanted no part. That's Listen, good copy, we, but it's we've but had it's enough horrible journalism.
1: We we have we, had. I, I've had. We're still getting it with my girlfriend, but we we've had enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> still well, getting it with the playmaker. <laughs>
0: Man, they're not going to take away his Marriott points, or are they? Chill, <laughs> bad <at> Marriott.
2: <laughs> what would you say? Well, and again, you're drafting that late. You don't know. You're you're at. You're victim to who everybody else is picking if you stay put. But if you said the one need that Jerry and Stephen want, if we if it was up to us and we get the position that falls to us at twenty six, what position would that be? You think? Well,
1: you know, it's it's you know the, the need. I guess would would they don't have a guard? They don't have a left guard. You know, yeah. our 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 boy Connor Williams didn't work, didn't out, work and out. He's a center now in, in 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 Miami, but but they I get the one position where you don't have a Cousio did starter right now at left guard, and and so you 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 could use a starter at left guard. But yeah, I mean they 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 want a running back partner for Tony Pollard, you know, right. and they're gonna get that at some point in the draft, and they're gonna draft their tight end, you know, after after losing Dalton Schultz and and certainly they do like the young kids, but they're gonna draft the tight end at some point in the draft. It could be through the first or the fourth round. So. You know, and, and I think that one thing that they need to add to this defense is, is some interior push, and they need a defensive tackle at some point. To me, to be a great defense, need a great defensive tackle in, in, inside. They'll push to go with Michael Parsons yeah. on the outside. No, I you agree.
0: Tony Pollard, who's just one of the most electric running backs in the league, tough injury at the end of the season. Where is his progress, his rehab going, and
1: uh, will he be ready? The- yeah, from, from all indications on the Cowboys that he will be ready for training ready to go for the season. You know, and you and, know, and it was a clean, you know, it was a break and sprain. And but you know, they, they 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 did surgery and he she he's well into his rehab process. And they have one of the best rehab guys in Britt Brown in in, in the country and getting guys back and ready to go. I mean, Dak was back and ready to go, we saw from a fractured ankle. So they're really confident that he's gonna be back and ready to go. But again, he's on a one-year deal. You know, they're paying him $10 million this year. You know, he got the franchise tag, but there's no guarantee he's going to be here in 2024. You know, and there's no guarantee they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. So, you know, signing drafting a running back is certainly an option for the Cowboys and a need because, you know, it's about this year and also the future of the position.
2: Well, Ben, I'll talk about Jameer Gibbs at Alabama, who we saw up close at DKR. And then you mentioned left guard. You got Steve Avila down the road there at TCU, versatile guy. he's kind of the fringe one early two round. Right. Uh did those two names possible show up on the Cowboys card they turn in?
1: You know, I I, I, I certainly think Avila is somebody they're interested in, and, and they've taken a long look at a lot of TCU players. I mean, they they've had uh Quentin Johnson. Everybody yeah. Quentin Johnson, he's on their list, and then the running back Kendra Miller and and, and 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 you know certainly the cornerback they've all been in the business oh. they all been 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 certainly through here and so yeah Vila is somebody that they, they they most definitely would consider you know they, they do like him uh you know Gibbs is getting a lot of attention lately by being a first round pick and we'll see because you know certainly with the thought processes of the, the value of running back and and, and they were, it was the only thought about that maybe one would go in the first round another there's a lot of talk that Gibbs could go and you know my thing with Gibbs is he's kind of like Pollard mm-hmm. you know they're kind of a similar back you know and speed guys really not physical guys and 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 they were looking for more of a bigger back to do some of the inside things that Zeke did so you know you know you know know we'll see if, if they go that route but I think they can get that guy. You know later in the draft and, and and get a different knee. You know, again if it's not Bijan, I see them going in a different direction in the first round at running back. So uh but but again there there are plenty of options there for the Cowboys to take and again I believe I trust the Cowboys with Melville Clay running the draft they're gonna take a good player in the first round. Who do you Last got who you got him
2: taking? Yeah go ahead.
1: Who, who do you got all taking? over the place? You know I'm I'm still working on my mock draft and and, and right now I got him taking Dalton McCay. You know, tight end out of UConn. Oh, they yeah. like him better than Michael Meyer out of Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. Uh, but because he has more downfield abilities. But they like Meyer as well, you know, who, who's more of a Jason Witten type, uh, yeah. you know. But, but, uh, you know, I got him a Kincaid. But, you know, then they're, they're, they're tight ends. You know, this is a deep draft of tight end. So they don't have to take a tight end in the first round. And they could take one second, third, or fourth round as well. But the they last one for right me.
0: There. Last one for me, Joe. Um, 12 and five. Solid year, but still haven't won two playoff games in one postseason in your tenure, your distinguished tenure. How close are they, and is Mike McCarthy the guy to get them past that first playoff win and into the semis and the final?
1: Well, you know, you know, they they did win a wild card game last year. I mean, people mm-hmm. forget they blew out Tampa Bay, you know, and and.
0: That was um,
1: fun. That was fun. Huh?
0: That was fun.
1: Yeah. He, 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 he retired they retired Tom they, Brady. He, they, they, Tom. They, 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 they retired Tom Brady, you know, after never beating him, you know, in his career. Um, I, I think the Cowboys as close as anybody. You look at, you know, it's, you know, it's funny because I was just doing something. You look, Dave, Dave Prescott is the most tenured quarterback, tenured starting quarterback in the NFC now, That's when great. Aaron Rodgers is gone. He's, he's the longest great. tenured starter in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so you look at, the landscape they were 12 and 5 last year. It's, it's, it's hard to get to 12 and 5. You know, mm-hmm. 12 wins is hard. They're back-to-back 12 and 12-win 12 team for the first time since the 90s. Especially but especially in that that's, division. Yeah. And, and and they have nothing to show for it because of what the Eagles did. But you just look at the contenders going on the next year. You have to think that the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the 49ers are the best teams in, 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 in the conference and be in, in with that group. Uh, you know, certainly one of those teams are, are going to be the favorite and get there. And, and the Cowboys have as good a good shot as any that continue to prove Dak Prescott has a great record against the Eagles throughout his career. You know, uh, everything we saw from Jalen Hurts, we've seen from Dak Prescott. Jalen Hurst last year was no different than Dak Prescott's rookie year. You know, if you look at the numbers and the raw numbers or how Dak played, you know, he just had a better team around him. The Cowboys continue to get a better team around him. Uh, they can compete and certainly with the 49ers. That game was, you know, the 49ers did not blow them out, they were right there with them. The Cowboys lost their best weapon on offense in the first half, and that certainly changed the game. That's why they want more juice on offense. I want to why they want more weapons, uh, to surround Dak and, and, and Tony Pollard as a receiver and running back. So, yeah, I think they can get it done with Mike McCarthy. Now, will they? That, that's a whole other question, you know. And I think that, you know, with the Cowboys, it's, 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 will, will the ownership. Let the main thing be the main thing. You know, a lot right. of times ownership and, and how they meddle and, and, and market, you know, prevent football from always being the main thing. Sometimes, like in Austin, you know, sometimes the main thing and always the main thing. And, you know, that's what frustrates me about both of those programs sometimes is that, you know, the main thing should be about the the, the, the thing on the field and not all the that other win. things. That winning. stuff.
2: Yeah, before before we let you go, I want to ask you about your favorite team. Uh, anybody among these non-Bijan Longhorns that you really like, and uh, you think are really going to s- maybe not get drafted that high, but could really surprise and have good careers in the league? Or I, you know, I was talking about
1: else. I think that five Longhorns get drafted. You know, I really mm-hmm. just look at all, all. You know, certainly both running backs. And the Cowboys really like Roshan Johnson, good. you know, as well. But I think I, I think both running backs, certainly both defensive tackles. And, and, and certainly the, the linebacker. And I think DeMarion, um, and DeMarion has visited the Cowboys. They had a number of visits with the Cowboys. You know, they need help in linebacker. You know, uh, he's a guy who could be a middle-round option for them. But, yeah, I, I like, uh, you know, again, in, 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 the, in the nose tackle, I think, Keandre DeAndre Coburn. Coburn. Nice. Yeah, he, he, he's the guy that, you know, again, I think he'll be a better pro than he was in college. just because of yeah. the team he was in. You know, yeah. so – so those guys, are, I think, are going to have good careers. The good news is it's good that uh, the long ones are probably going to be prominent among, on draft day again, back, back like <laughs> it was, you know, in the 90s and 2000s when you could always count on, you know, a draft for a long one. But, but yeah, I, I think that those guys all should be able to compete and play and, and get drafted and, and have long careers. You know, and, and, and the quarterback, you know, kick return, I don't, he he may get drafted late as well. I mean, It left him off and certainly – Having that special team ability, uh, you know, is it, going to make a difference for him. So uh, it, it could be a good day on a, a good weekend of draft for Longhorns, and 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 and, a, and a, really a glimpse of what should be coming in the future. Because they, you know, there should not be any more days where Longhorns don't get drafted uh, in the NFL draft.
2: You watch yeah. the spring game. I don't know if you saw a twelve and 0 team when you watched the spring. game. <laughs> you know, the thing about
1: it is, is you know, I'm, I'm like this when I see the offense doing good. I'm worried about the defense. You know, exactly. And, and, and vice versa, but I did see the spring game, and and, and I, I, you know, I, I wonder, you know, the, the thing about it is Bijan covered up so much. Yeah. He did, man. You know, and, and 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 I want to see life after Bijan, and who's going to make those plays and 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 pull a rabbit out of the hat and, and and get them out of trouble like Bijan did, and and they they we don't have that playmaker. I need. I need Xavier to, to, to have better hands and, and and be that guy. Certainly, I like the certain receiver from Georgia. Uh, we'll see who plays running back. I still think Quinn throws the ball too high at times. He's you mm-hmm. know it's it like why is everything like, high? It it's just like flows. It flows. It it, 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 it's I mean I do like his throwing motion. I I do think that people for a guy who hadn't played and played for the first time since a junior in high school and he was too harshly judged at time. You know, but 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 the guy that I was most impressed with Malik Murphy. I Thank mean, you, guy, sir. Thank you. The, 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 great. His arm talent just jumped off the page. Arm talent just it is what it is. He yeah. he can spin it. He can spin yeah. a football. Yeah, yeah
0: he, he
2: just hope they keep him. <laughs> uh, we just hope they keep him. Yeah, Go you know, it,
1: it, it's funny Go because you know, if, if that had been uh Manning who had that type of game, regardless Woo. of the backups. It would've been on Sports Center and let oh <laughs> he just puts on the stove. Murphy does it. And no one talks about it, but uh, he, he got he a standing did. ovation when he I'm came. I'm talking out. about nationally, though. Yeah, you locally, yeah. And he got about. a standing
0: ovation, and and when Malik came out there, like yeah. oh oh now he's playing.
1: You're yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, they, and, they were cheering at the end because yeah, they saw and, that arm talent. Yeah, great. He, he He's he's so. But yeah, the receiving core to me, you know, is, is deeper. It has been a long time, which is good news. You know, they should. They yeah. should be able to put some points up in Sharks offense. And in my homeboy from Hallisville, you know, I, I want to see him Jordan running, Brooks. And Dalton Brooks, you know, it's right down there by Schulenberg. We, we know. We know. We <laughs> so know. I want to see my homeboy from Hallisville do his thing.
2: Okay, well, if they don't go 12 and 0, we'll settle for 11 and 1.
1: Just get a tie. Just win the Big 12. It's been wide open for years. I mean like, it's 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 a crime. It's it's really <laughs> a crime with, with the Big 12, even going back to the Sam days when Texas had the best quarterback going into the season and and they didn't get it done. They couldn't get a big 12 type. Yes,
0: man, man. Appreciate so, you being with us. And we appreciate you chill, but duck will be out with you tonight, documenting the Cowboys as usual, a pleasure having you on here dropping knowledge and I uh, hope to see you soon, my friend. All right. Thank you guys, man. Appreciate it. Yes, be sir. Chill. On second thought. Doug, joining us via Zoom, don't we love Zoom? He is everything Houston NFL football. He's a legend in the business. Uh, He is John McClain, and most importantly, he's a friend of the podcast, and and he loves Baylor. John, what's going on today? Cedric and Kirk,
3: thank you guys for having me on. I always have a lot of fun with you guys. Hope everybody's doing well in Austin.
2: Well, he's also a Texas Sports Hall of Famer. We're uh, sitting our, on the selection committee, we're glad to say, and very deserving of that. So let's just dive right in. I mean, we're taping this on Wednesday. A lot can happen before Thursday night's draft. But uh, looks like Carolina's got their beat on Bryce Young. And so all the focus is on Houston. Where do you sit right now? I, and you're making the pick for Houston, right?
3: Uh, I wish I were Nick Casario, the GM's done the best job I've ever seen at keeping the lid on it. Wow. And he does have final say. I hear some people nationally saying, well, D'Amico writes his final say. No, he does not. Nick Casario has final say, and he and D'Amico work together. And, but it's his butt on the line is the GM going into his third draft. And so he'll make those choices. And, um, There's a lot of people think they're going to draft an edge rusher, specifically Tyree Wilson over uh, Will Henderson Jr. And one of the things about Wilson, as you guys know, he had foot surgery in November, and he had another surgery to have screws removed. And so that's a – and he's supposed to be 100%. He's passed every test. But I've done – I'm about to do my seventh final and official mock draft. Nice. And I am – going to... I I look at it like this. Texans are desperate for a quarterback. They have Davis Mills and Case Keenum. They're desperate for an edge rusher. They have 35-year-old Jerry Hughes. They have Jonathan Grenard entering the last year of his contract, who's missed 11 games the last two years with injuries. And they let their third end, Oboe Kroonko, go to Cleveland in free agency. So yes, they have a desperate need. But, as I tell people, Miles Garrett is a great defensive end, a great pass rusher, first overall pick. How many times have he been to the playoffs once? (laughs) Exactly. You've got to get a quarterback. And I believe that Nick Casario is not going to put himself in a position where at number 12 he has to give up draft choices to move back up. He could miss out on all five. Uh, because teams are so desperate for quarterbacks and so I'm going to have them taking a quarterback uh, while others seem to be picking edge rusher I'm going to go with Will Levis only because uh, Vegas has him as the most likely to be the second pick and uh, when they draft him if they draft him there's 5,000 fans down at uh, Herman Park at Miller Outdoor Theater who will like crazy, just right. like they did in 2011 when the Texans took JJ Watt. And I think that whoever they take, uh they all have questions about him. Uh, it's going to be like you'll get over that initial anger and disappointment. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like watching your kid grow. You'll get behind him, watch him stumble and fall, pick him up and see how fast he develops. And one more thing, guys, I think there's a chance three teams in the AFC South could have quarterbacks taken among the top 11, and that would give three rookies going against Trevor Lawrence.
0: Nice. Nice. I, you know, I've, I've heard Bryce Young. I've heard CJ Stroud. Like you said, I've heard Will Levis. Um, but all your GM had, of the three quarterbacks, which one do you think is, could, could most likely be a generational guy, a decade guy that can help bring this, this franchise back to where it used to be.
3: I don't think any of them are going to be generational talents. That's like Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. And there's no, uh, if there was a generational talent, he would have been a runaway number one pick and Bryce Young is, but every time Bryce Young walks on the field, uh, the uh, Panthers, and other fans are going to hold their breath that he's going to get hurt because he's like, so slight.
0: Like Kyler yes, Murray,
3: yeah, he is. well, he's a lot thinner than Kyler Murray. He's comfortable playing at like one ninety five. He beefed up to two oh four at the combine. Then he wouldn't weigh again at his pro day, and the reason was because he lost a lot of weight
0: because
3: oh. he got back down in the one nineties. There's never been a quarterback taken in the first round his size, and yes, he's got everything you want mentally. He's got everything you want. Uh, as a quarterback, but, boy, it's going to be tough for a guy that size to go first. Now, say these odds makers are on to something about Levis going first, which would shock the world, then Young would fall into the Texans' lap and the fans would cheer and turn cartwheels, and they'd be so excited. You know, I've watched, one of the things I watched, and I saved it, I, I taped the Manning families on the clock with them watching tape of each of the four quarterbacks, uh, C.J. Stroud backed out on them and didn't go. But they had Mm. the other four as instructors at their Manning Passing Academy, and then they followed their careers last season, and then Eli and Peyton watched a bunch of film of them. And Will Levis is 6'4", 230. He runs. He's powerful. He's got great arm compact delivery. He had accuracy issues, but He lost his offensive coordinator, two starting offensive linemen, two starting receivers, and that had a new system. So was it him or was it them? Teams have spent hours with these guys, bringing them in on 30 visits and then uh, talking to them at the combine. They've watched every throw in practice and games. So they should know a lot more than us and, uh, you know Anthony Richardson has the biggest upside, but he's the biggest—he's the boomer bust. Mm-hmm. You know he had—he started thirteen games, twelve last season. He was six and six. What bothers me about Richardson is all the highlights—the big ones—he's running. I want to see him throwing, and there are some in which he throws. And right. he's a fantastic talent. He needs to go. I've got him going fifth to Seattle, playing behind Geno Smith one season, maybe two. They're not going to be picking this high again, you know. They got that pick from Denver, so I think they've got a chance to solidify a long time with a quarterback. And I have CJ Stroud going fourth to Indianapolis, and then Hendon Hooker going to Tennessee at eleven. His stock is on the rise. I like it. People don't, people don't care that he turned twenty-five on January first. If he plays ten, if he plays till he's thirty-five, he's a ten-year veteran. The Texans, the longest a quarterback has ever started for them, was seven years. Matt Schaub, five years. David Carr. They'd love to get ten years out of a quarterback, and you guys see how long they're playing now. They're staying in great shape. Rules are designed to protect them. They don't have the game's not as physical for them as it is others. So uh, I've had two former head coaches and three former coordinators and two former quarterback coaches watch tape of all those receivers. And three, four of them say they like Hendon Hooker second to Bryce Young. Now, if the Texans take him or any of the others, I don't think the fans would boo Anthony Richardson because they know what you're getting. They've been conditioned to know he's a project, but they see all those credible gifts, beginnings with his size, speed, brains, arm strength. And uh, I'm also interested to see If C.J. Stroud drops, I did a mock draft yesterday on my podcast for Sports Radio six ten. I had him going number eleven to the Titans, and Hendon Hooker going twelve to the Texans.
2: Wow, interesting. Well, we can probably all agree the Texans aren't on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, right? So, (laughs) what would be wrong? And you got to have a quarterback. All three of us know that. But what if, just for the sake of uh, dialogue here? You you take a Will Anderson, you take a Tyree Wilson, a Jalen Carter, somebody like that, and then you either trade for a Lamar Jackson or a Trey Lance, or you wait till next year when, if you're bad again, you can get Caleb Williams or Drake May from North Carolina.
3: Or what if you beat somebody in the last game and you lose a chance? <laughs> be, that love would love be you. one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But well, if you remember- get second, you get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Right. Remember when Spencer Rattler was going to be the guy? He was going Hell to be yeah. the top-rated prospect in the NFL the next year. Yeah. And what happened to him? You cannot look ahead to next year and hope that you could get Drake May or Caleb Williams. You may have to trade up and give a lot of draft choices. They have two number one picks next year as well. And right. uh, so I could see them maybe trying to trade for Trey Lance if Tamiko Ryan's the new offensive coordinator. Bobby Slowick wanted him, but the problem is Brock Purdy said a week ago he might not play this season. The 49ers have not said that. They didn't get a lot of attention in the media. 49ers are saying, oh, yeah, he's on base. They don't know. It's Tommy John. It's the Tommy John nerve. What if he's not ready the first couple of games? Are they going to ride with Sam Darnold? Now, Mm -hmm. if, if Purdy's injury. And, and nobody knows for sure when he's going to play. If Kyle Shanahan is ready to give up on Trey Lance, knowing that, I would have a buyer beware sign out there right. because he loved him enough to trade three number one picks to mm-hmm. move up to get him, even though he played only one game his last year at North Dakota State. So I would be leery of him, but Ryan's and Slowick saw him every day for the last... Right. two years, and if they had to have him, and it didn't cost a lot, right. they've got two threes, they've got a two, they're not going to give up a one. Uh, Then if D'Amico wants him, go for it.
2: Right. Yeah, he would know. D'Amico haven't been in the San Francisco camp that long. He would know. What about Lamar Jackson? I mean, he's in limbo. Nobody knows what's going to happen. He's not old. We all know that. Why aren't teams, including the Texans, looking at him, even though the cost would be, what, two first-round picks?
3: He's 26. He turned 26 in the offseason. Right. Uh, He is screwed up royally, not having an agent. Right. He's 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 hard-headed. But he's got his mom. He's got his mom who's not a, a registered agent. He's had some guys who are representing him who are not registered agents. They've been told to deal with nobody. But Lamar, and nobody's going to give him 230 million guaranteed. They're just not. He's not worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he's
3: won one playoff game. He's MVP four years ago. He's got a great regular season record. The smart thing to do would be wait until after the draft if you're bent, right. and say you sign Lamar Jackson, and they don't match, then he plays for you. Your pick's going to be in the 20s. It's going to be lower. The next year you got to figure the pick could be in the 20s. It's not the picks that you would give up. Nobody wants to give a fully guaranteed contract. It sets yeah. bad precedent. Well, he said, I don't have to have a fully guaranteed contract, but he just wants guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson. He's not going to get it. And another thing, he admitted he turned down three years fully guaranteed for like 160. He should have taken it. He should have had a stipulation in there. Don't tag me after three years. He'd have just right. turned twenty-nine years old, just hitting a peak. Smart agent may have told him to do that. Hell, a dumb agent may have told him to do that. This mom could
0: told him. Mom could have told him. <laughs> mom have wow. told him. This now is his mom's the worst, dumb. The worst thing
3: that I have ever seen a player go through. When if he'd have had a good agent, you know, if he could have gotten one hundred seventy-five million guaranteed, and everybody been taking care of the rest of their lives, or is his ego. He's telling himself I gotta get what Watson got, and he's not gonna get it. He's think he come back to all Yeah, absolutely. He's not going anywhere. He's yeah. gonna retire and walk away from 32 million, which is more than he's ever made. But at 32, he is vastly underpaid.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't it, they're treating it like play money. This is not monopoly money. This is real legal tender. Jalen Hurts money 75. <laughs> Million dollars. Do you know how hard you have to work to spend 175 million dollars? <laughs> I'd month?
3: like to find out.
0: work <laughs> for GallerySports.com. You're making close to that now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: a little, probably got little bit,
0: spread. just a little bit short of that 175
3: uh-huh. guarantee. Well, hey, where you got Bijan going? I've, got, I, I, first of all, I don't buy for a second The Bijan Robinson is going to drop down into the 20s. People are dreaming. He is the safest prospect in the draft. There's no blemishes on his personality or his game. You guys know. You saw him every game. Great receiver. Can line up in the slot. Can line up wide. Can start off in the backfield, go in motion. No linebacker can cover him. You have to have a defensive back on him all the time. And I had the highest I've had him going was Detroit at six, Mm-hmm. They lost a running back that scored 17 touchdowns. I could see that even though they're desperate for defensive players. And I, in my final mock in last week, I'm having him going to Atlanta at eight because Falcons coach Arthur Smith was there when Derrick Henry was drafted. He watched Derrick Henry develop. He watched Henry help them uh, get home field advantage, win the AFC South, and – And Henry, people don't think about this. He's a good receiver. I've seen him catch a ball and go 60 yards against the Texans. And so Robinson doesn't have his size and would not have to take the pounding between the tackles that Derrick Henry does. But they get him the ball in space, use him in different ways. So I've got him going to Atlanta. And they had Tyler Algiers from BYU last year. He had like 1,025 yards. He either. can't catch a cold and you need two backs today. Anyway, right. he's not going to get the ball 25 times a game as a runner and receiver. So no. you'd have two guys, which would take all the pressure off the of quarterback Desmond Ritter, going into his second season. If indeed they are going to ride with Desmond Ritter and not take a quarterback there, but, uh, I've, that is the lowest I've had him going is Philadelphia 10. Mm-hmm. They lost mm-hmm. Miles Sanders in free agency, let him go. Right. And they people go, well, they signed Rashad Penny. Whatever. He can't hold Bijan Robinson's jock.
0: Yeah. And
3: so, I, if, if the Falcons passed him up, I'll see him going to Philadelphia. And all those Cowboy fans out there better hope and pray <laughs> Robinson <laughs> doesn't go to <laughs> Philadelphia. Philadelphia. By the way, I watched uh, one of those shows on Bijan, and uh, and I watched his family call him Bijan, mm-hmm. not Bijan, emphasis on Bijan. Mm-hmm. So is everybody mispronouncing it, or are they mispronouncing it?
0: We'd <laughs> ask him, but he's ghosting us. He won't call us back.
3: <laughs> By the way, there was some idiot in the media uh, at the Combine who asked the first question if he named his son after him would uh oh, what would it. he think about that and then the guy flashed to hook him uh and i'm like i wanted to have him thrown out
2: how'd he get in how'd he get in Is what i want to give
3: anybody a credential anymore there's like two thousand of us
0: wow wow like Super Bowl media night there's always a, some clowns oh yeah yeah mess, messing up our chance to be journalists i hate it <laughs> well,
2: who, are the, who are the cowboys who's it, your mock draft who do you have the cowboys taking
3: I've had them taking one of the tight ends that's left, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. And now in my my final one, they need a defensive end too. I've got the tight ends gone to Green Bay, I think, and the Chargers. And so I'm going to have them taking Miles Murphy, defensive end from Clemson, Mm
1: -hmm. who I
3: think will probably go before that. But Mm -hmm. if he's there, he would be a good fit because that is their second biggest need. And uh, they need a running back because Pollard might not start the season. Zeke's gone. What are they going to do? Have Prescott throw it 50 times? It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't go for Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, who right. everybody says is the next Alvin Kamara, who was a third-round pick. But he can run and he can catch. You guys saw him in him Austin in last Alabama season.
0: Texas, yeah.
3: At some point they're gonna to have to draft a back. And you can't hope in the middle rounds you get a Tony Pollard. If not in the first, they better seriously think about it in the second, because that guy could be playing most of the season.
2: Yeah, we love Roshan Johnson, who was Bijan's backup for uh, uh three years here. And you talk about versatile, you know, he doesn't have everything Bijan has, but uh boy, what you know, he he was on all four of their special teams. John, and, you know, he was a quarterback in high school, an emergency quarterback for Texas, and we just love him as far as a leader in the clubhouse.
3: If he'd have gone somewhere else, like Baylor, oh would have been the starter, he wouldn't have had to come off the bench and play special teams. He would have been the man. I think he'll go in the third or fourth round. And, like, I haven't seen him like you guys have, but people like him a lot because of that versatility.
0: Right. Well, Nick Casario – Uh, His third draft, uh, this is their third coach in four seasons. Um, The
3: first two should have been fired. They were awful. They
0: should have have been hired. uh,
3: David Culley should not have been. I contend that Jack Easterby, who was fired, thank God, last season, that he had a plan all along when he was interim GM in 20 and he signed Josh McCown off the practice squad of the Eagles. And I was told behind the scenes those guys had met doing maybe FCA or something with ministry, and they were finishing each other's sentences. Oh, and two no. players told me, you watch. Jack Easterby is going to try to get Josh McCown the head coaching job. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, they hired Cully with the idea he'd be a one-and-done and McCown would have been promoted. And, he, and he, they finally – they were – Easterby was trying to like crazy. They came to their senses, pivoted to Lovey. I had no problem with Lovey. Lovey would still be here, but Pep Hamilton is the worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen. They wow. should have known when he was fired in the middle of the 15 Maybe season so. for the Colts with Andrew Luck, and this was the first time he'd been a coordinator in the NFL. They gave him control over the coaching staff on offense, the personnel on game day. He did a terrible job brought in his buddies, and I think they almost ruined Davis Mills. And uh, so, Lovey would still been here if he had a better coordinator. And uh, mm-hmm. But they came to their senses. Of course, they made a hire. The two most uh, exciting hires in franchise history, were Gary Kubiak in 06, coming back home with all his Super Bowl rings, and then now D'Amico rides
2: Well, uh, Andrew Luck's a Houston guy. Maybe they talk him out of retirement.
3: He, but he lives in Indianapolis. He only <laughs> drops by to see his relatives.
2: Right. Oh Interesting.
3: Uh, I want to know if there's a sleeper
2: you've got. Somebody, you know, Mike Sleeper, I don't know how much is. he's not really a sleeper. Steve Avila, the offensive guard for TCU, can play every position. I think he might play 10 years in the league. Is there somebody who's not a household name that you thought, boy, this guy, you know, may go second round, third round, and he could end up being a star?
3: There's a lot of people think Avila could slip in the bottom of the first round. I'm not buying it. Um, the Texans' biggest needs are quarterback, edge rusher, wide receiver, and a center. Their offensive line is set. They need a new center. Right. I'd like to see Nick Casario use some of those picks, trade back into the second round, and get one of the top three centers. And if the Avila who can play center mm-hmm. – if he were just a center, he'd be the first one to be taken. Right. I'd love to see them get him. There's another guy, Joe tidman who's a center. I've been watching these centers, studying them. He's from Wisconsin. Luke we- Wepler from Ohio State. John Michael Smith's from Minnesota. I'd like to see him get any of those guys. But Joe tidman from uh, Wisconsin is some um, guy who comes highly rated who should go high in the second round.
2: Yeah, you're right about receiver. Brandon Cook's in there anymore. Does he got a lot left in his tank for the Cowboys?
3: You know, Brandon quit on the Texans, and that's what soured them on him. Yeah. He thought he was getting traded to the Cowboys. There was a report that Casario turned down at two. And I said, that's ridiculous. He has stupid on his forehead. We knew he was gone just a matter of when and where. And he got mad and didn't show up because they didn't trade him to the Cowboys. So mm-hmm. Nick did him a favor, traded him to the Cowboys in the off season, took a low pick for him, mm-hmm. did him a solid. He did that. He's done that with several veteran players mm-hmm. who played put out and were good team guys. He traded him where they wanted to go and took a little less than we thought they could get. Yes. Brandon cooks can play. He's excited. He will help them. And uh, people say, well, he's been traded so many times. There was a good reason every time he was traded. New Orleans wanted to draft right tackle Ryan Ramchick, and they traded him for a number one with New England. And mm-hmm. Ramchick has been a really good right tackle. New England, he played great. His contract was up. They didn't want to pay him a lot of money. Trade him to the Rams. He had two concussions after he helped the Rams go to the Super Bowl, and the Rams gave up on him. Bill O'Brien gave a low two to get him, and that was one of the best deals that O'Brien ever made, but he's a good guy. And uh, I think that's a great deal for the Cowboys.
0: Who in this draft um, would you stay away from in the first round? Who's got the most bust potential?
3: Well, Jalen Carter, because a lot of reasons, you know, I was, there's a website called the 33rd team that's comprised of all NFL people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's terrific. There's no paywall. And I Mm -hmm. point out, yes, those people, are not working in the NFL anymore for a reason. Well, some of them have retired and they got a lot of former GMs and stuff watching tape of players and Rick Spillman, the former GM for the Vikings pointed out last week. Yeah. He's a great talent. He can dominate anybody, but he doesn't put out all the time, which is something you worry about with a guy that has great talent. And, uh, and then uh, he's got the off field issues, but, I remember Todd McShay brought it out that he's got baggage, and that was before the wreck that Mm. killed two people. Now he's going to face lawsuits once he gets his money. Civil suits, they'll try to prove that he had something to do with it. So it's just a lot of distractions. If you need a defensive lineman and you got a chance at Wilson or Anderson, I would take one of them. Mm. But I see Detroit. Detroit had Aiden Hutchinson last year. Dan Campbell thinks he can handle anybody, and maybe he can. People always say if Dan Campbell and Mike Grable got in a fight, who would win? Well, that's <laughs> one I'd pay to see.
0: I would and, too. Be Campbell, better than the one could. we saw this weekend. Yes. And
3: Seattle passed on uh Anthony Richardson and took him Pete Carroll and John Schneider. They yeah. proved through the years they don't care what a player's baggage is. Yeah. And uh, but but I don't see him going any low, lower than the Lions. And in my last mock, I'm going to have him going to Detroit.
2: Okay. So, but Jalen Carter might be your bust man. He'd be my
3: guy because if you're proven, if you're a first year coach like D'Amico Ryans, Jane yeah. Steichen at Indianapolis, or uh, Jonathan Gannon at, at Arizona, to me, you can't take a chance on the first pick.
2: Yeah. You, right.
3: It's got to be as sure a thing as you can get. Now, three of these the odds are three of these five quarterbacks who are going to go in the first round are going to bomb out. Mm-hmm.
1: But a lot of that has
3: to do with the team, sure. the coach, the system, the terminology, an impatient owner, and as much as it has to do, or more than yeah. it is for the player. So I've I've always been careful to try to check to see: is a guy like Zach Wilson, is he been a bust so far because of what's Around him, and I'm not talking about talent because he had talent, but it asked him to do too much, not enough. But you have to look, try to look behind the curtains to see who else is to blame.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, one of the questions I have uh, Longhorns feel about DeMarvin Overshone, the linebacker, uh, you know, Coburn, the defensive tackle. Any thoughts on them?
3: Yeah, I think they're going to fourth or fifth round Overshone. I don't think he would drop to the sixth somewhere. And the men wow. rounds for both of them.
0: Wow. You got anything else, said? No, man. What a pleasure, John. Always great to chop it up for you. No one covers the NFL like John McClain. Exactly. Props to mattress, Mac for pulling him out of his <laughs> out of his billion dollar mansion in suburban Houston and getting <laughs> him back in the game because we love talking football. You can follow him on gallerysports.com. He does podcasts, he writes. All those mock drafts. He'll probably do another one before you listen to this <laughs> podcast. So, John, I will be in Houston uh, for the Texans draft, and I look forward to seeing you at the facility. Good.
3: I'll be up in the press box, Cedric. Usually, it's Kirk's here. You got some big shoes to fill, <laughs> and uh, ah. be sure and uh, look me up, and uh, we'll have fun. Because I tell you, when Bill O'Brien traded the first two picks, I had to wait a third round. Oof. It was boring.
0: Oh, it's, horrible. You know, it's
3: going to be exciting for the second year in a row. And hopefully the Texans will do well enough to maybe win more than three or four games.
0: That exactly.
2: would be nice. That would be nice. Thanks, buddy. You My
3: pleasure, ready. guys. Thank you very much as always.
0: Appreciate you, it, On Second thought. Doug, great to talk to John McLean. Uh, great to talk to Clarence Hill. This just been a great podcast. But we'd be remiss if we didn't hit on a little bit of Texas baseball. Do they we have put to? up eighteen runs uh, against Texas Southern on Tuesday to get to twenty eight and fifteen, and it meant ex- absolutely nothing. And kudos to David Pierce for not for not buying into a blowout on a Tuesday night. That uh, would parent some coaches oh well we're back you know we're doing we're back to where we want to be they're not back after that sweep against Just a week
2: ago they they beat Abilene Christian 20 to nothing so that didn't mean a whole lot last last week so you know uh, if
0: these regionals were played on Tuesday nights they'd go to Omaha
2: maybe got something there maybe they should play but I don't know it's going to be an instant race because you look at the standings they're fourth place now they're tied with Texas Tech they're eight and seven uh west Virginia's on top eight and four and they have to come here uh oklahoma state though to me they look like the best team they're 11 and seven already they've already played you know all but two series and uh they've got a host k-state which you figure they're gonna win two out of those maybe sweep and then they go to oklahoma that's all they have left so uh i don't know they just looked so bad last week and Almost disengaged. It was I hadn't seen a Texas baseball team play like that in a long time,
0: especially pitch like that, where they're just walking batter after batter. And Lucas it's- Gordon looks like a guy who's going, "What's going on here?" Because he's doing his job. He sure is. One sure the one thing that scares me if I'm a Texas fan, and I want to, I want to caution you guys: don't think that Tanner Witt's going to ride in here on a white horse. And kind of worse. everything that ails this team, he's one guy, and but he's going to ride in. We don't in know, on a know horse. what he's going to bring. We don't know that he's ready from Tommy John,
2: but we do know he's going to ride in on a horse and he's going to ride on it uh, Sunday. Uh, David told me that uh, he's going to start Sunday's game. He'll probably be a starter, kind of like Tampa Rays, and you know throw twenty five pitches and be done after
0: an inning or two. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Well. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, We appreciate Clarence joining us and John McClain. And we're going to do it again next week. For Kirk Bowles, I'm Seth Golden. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.